One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Would you be the jerk if you didn't want to drive a disabled coworker home? We'll get to that in a bit, but first. Am I the jerk for buying lower grade steaks when my in-laws visit and serving my mom and dad Wagyu? My wife and I live far away from both of our sets of parents. We visit them a couple times a year and they visit us about the same. My mom and dad love food. They'll buy pounds of garlic and leave it in a rice maker for a month to make black garlic. They plan their vacations around amazing restaurants. My in-laws are lovely people but boiling chicken drumsticks is fancy for them and they refuse to eat steak that isn't well done. I discovered this the first time I went to their home for dinner. I wasn't even asked how I like my steak. Everyone got a well done steak. It took me years to convince my wife to try a medium rare steak. Now she loves them. I bought some beautiful prime steak for them when they came over when we moved in together. I made theirs medium well and I died a little inside. Her dad took it back to the grill and destroyed them. So now I buy select grade meat. I've been buying some excellent quality Wagyu for when my parents visit. Not every single time, maybe once a year. My wife says I'm being a jerk by not treating both families the same. I don't think I should waste money on great food for them when I know how they'll treat it. Some people might say that intentionally buying cheaper stuff is kind of still jerk territory. But as somebody that does enjoy a medium rare steak and thinks that cooking it well done is definitely massacring the meat, I don't think I can personally blame OP at all. Do you guys disagree? Is well done the way to go? I'd like to know what you guys think. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit that subscribe button down below. Our next story is, am I the jerk for calling my girlfriend prissy over a small issue? I, 25-year-old male, recently took my girlfriend, 26-year-old female, out to eat and meet with my family. We went to a casual restaurant where my girlfriend could meet my family for the first time in a low-stress environment. Now, one thing you should know about my family is that me and my brother, 14-year-old male, are very close. I taught him how to ride a bike, I helped him with his homework, I taught him his letters. If it came down to it, I would take his side over my girlfriend's in a heartbeat. My girlfriend ordered a burger and some fries and a milkshake. Now, my brother and I usually do this thing where we jokingly steal each other's food. It's a sign of bonding. So my brother stole a couple of my girlfriend's fries and dipped it in the milkshake. She was turned around talking to my mom and then saw him pop the fries in his mouth. As I saw him do that, I was going to gently admonish him, but to my surprise, my girlfriend puts her finger in his face and starts harshly scolding him about how what he did was incredibly rude and disrespectful, how he ruined her food and how she doesn't want some kid to steal her food. At this point, I was seeing red. I told her to knock it off, that we do it all the time to each other and to stop being so prissy like it's just food. When we got home, we had a pretty big fight. And as of this morning, my girlfriend's staying over at her best friend's place and left me all alone in our apartment. I'm not really sure what just happened, but her best friend called me to tell me I was a big jerk in the situation and I'm starting to feel kind of bad. Regardless of whatever back and forth banter you personally have with your own siblings, this is definitely not a behavior that other people should be expected to tolerate or adopt. 
Maybe sticking her finger in his face and doing all that is a little far, but I definitely think she was well within her rights to have that boundary put up. Our next story is, am I the jerk for leaving a wedding to eat at McDonald's? Hi, I'm female, 25. Recently, my colleague, female, 31, invited me to her wedding, which happened yesterday. I was super excited and happy for her. Just in case, I asked her if there were any guest fees. She said, no, you don't need to pay me anything. On the day itself, everything went well until the reception, dinner time. To my shock, I was presented with a wedding menu that had prices on it. For example, steak, $50. Everything was ridiculously expensive, including the vegetarian options. At first, I wanted to question her because, well, she lied to me that I didn't have to pay for anything. But it was her wedding and I didn't want to spoil her day by embarrassing her in front of everyone. However, the only other option was to simply not eat, as I didn't bring enough money for both a meal and a ride back. But this was completely unfavorable, as I'd skipped my lunch to save space for the wedding meal and was pretty hungry. Suddenly, I remembered that I saw a McDonald's about 5 minutes away from the hotel. As tactfully as I could, I asked the bride if I could make a quick stop to McDonald's, as I didn't bring enough money for the reception meal. I said that I'd be back in time for the gift ceremony and cake. I thought she would agree, but to my horror, she got really upset. She said that she put in so much effort to get this Michelin star restaurant service, yet I still wasn't happy. That I was trying to bring her down by saying that I'd rather eat McDonald's. Alarmed, I said that I didn't mean it that way, I just didn't have the cash for it. She then scoffed, saying, whose fault is that? Although I was trying to keep in my anger, those words really pissed me off. So I told her, you were the one who lied that I didn't need to pay anything. Getting angry as well, she replied, what I meant was there is no attendance fee. You literally assumed that you'd get a free five course dinner. Wow, you're cheaper than I thought. With a glare, she asked me to leave her wedding. I did, struck dumb and rather hurt. And on my way home, I grabbed a Big Mac. Back at home, I told my boyfriend everything and asked if I was a jerk. He thought it was a funny story, but said I was a jerk. If I didn't have the money, I could always pay her back later. In his exact words, he said, You chose the wrong time to be stingy. My other friends agree as well, saying that it wasn't tactful for me to be doing that at the wedding, and although she lied, I should have brushed it off instead of dampening her happy spirits. After hearing their opinions, I felt quite guilty and embarrassed. However, the one little part of me still thinks that it's justified because one, she lied to me, and two, publicly humiliated me. Please help me out. Am I the jerk? Opie clearly asked her if there were any guest fees, not an attendance fee. I think if you have to pay for anything at this wedding, you should be made known of it in advance. I mean, what if somebody doesn't bring any form of payment with them? Are those people just screwed? Do they gotta mooch off somebody else? Did the bride plan for that? This next story is, am I the jerk for shutting off the home Wi-Fi so that my wife would stop working? I, 35, have been married to my wife Jen, 30, for 3 years, and before that we dated for 6 years. She's also 32 weeks, 8 months, pregnant with twins. She's my best friend and I absolutely adore her, with one minor flaw. She is a huge workaholic slash perfectionist. While we both have very well-paying jobs, Jen's job is way more stressful and time-demanding. Even though she's brilliant and amazing at what she does, she often works around the clock, 
on average 60-hour weeks, at home and in office. This wasn't a problem before, but about two weeks ago, her doctor told her to take a step back from work, i.e. go on leave early because the stress was starting to cause her a couple of health issues, even though the babies are fine. However, her being the workaholic that she is, she's still been working from her laptop six to eight hours every day. Which, fine, I understand that she had a couple of cases that she needed to finish, but most days she was so focused on work that she was forgetting to eat meals and falling asleep at her desk. So yesterday when I got home, I realized that she had done the same thing again. I woke her up and told her that she needed to go rest in bed. She insisted that she was fine and said there was an emergency with a client of hers and she just needed to finalize some things for a coworker. I asked her just to take a break first and take a nap or eat, but she said that she would once she was done and that it wouldn't take her more than an hour. I told her fine, but no longer than an hour even though I was pretty annoyed. So two hours later when she was still working, I became frustrated and unplugged the Wi-Fi and put the cable out of sight. The only purpose of this was to cut her off from work on her laptop because she clearly had no intention of stopping. Once she realized, she yelled at me, called me a jerk, and she said that I was treating her like a child and accused me of being controlling, condescending, and borderline abusive. I told her that she's being stupid and just to let the coworker that asked for her help to handle it. I said that she was free to use the mobile hotspot on her phone or figure out the router herself, but otherwise I would plug it back in when I woke up, which I did. She was so mad that she slept in the guest room and when I went to apologize the next morning for calling her stupid, not for cutting the internet, she said that she can't even look at me. She hasn't said another word to me yet. I'm starting to feel like I might have been a bit extreme, even if I only did it out of concern, but honestly overdoing it by trying to meet deadlines that she's not even supposed to be responsible for. Am I the jerk? I kind of think OP is because like all the terms and ways that OP is labeling them is actually the way OP is treating them themselves. This next story is, am I the jerk for not giving my bus seat to a pregnant woman? I, female, was coming back home from college using the public transportation as I often do. I live in Argentina. In my stop, there were plenty of seats available. I pick one on the back of the bus near the door. A few stops after, a pregnant woman got on. She ignored the first seats, which are the priority seats, and came up to me and asked if I could give her the seat. At the time, the bus was crowded enough to not have any seats available. I told her no because I was tired and wanted to sit down. She mumbled that I was a jerk and said she's eight months pregnant. I told her that I don't care for that and that the priority seats are in the front of the bus. Somebody else gave her a seat in the background but still made me kind of feel like a jerk. I think I'm entitled to the seat if I got in before, but I also don't know if the people in the priority seats were people who really needed it, so that woman couldn't have asked them to give it to her. I mean, if they got on at the front of the bus, I think it's more disappointing than anything that an 8-month pregnant woman managed to even make it to the back of the bus trying to look for a seat first. Needless to say, it sucks, but it would have been nice for OP to give up that seat. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not giving my boss my first class seat? Yesterday, my boss and I were flying home from a conference. We were on the same flight, but our original seats weren't next to each other. I'm a frequent traveler on this airline and use their credit card, so I often get free upgrades to first class. I got upgraded on this flight and my boss did not. After the flight, when we were collecting our bags, 
She said she wanted to talk to me about my lack of respect for protocol. She thinks that because the company paid for my original ticket and she's more senior than me, I should have given her the first class seat. I think this is absolutely insane. While the company paid for my seat, it's my own personal credit card spending and frequent travel that earned me the upgraded seat. Is this some sort of corporate standard I'm not aware of? Am I the jerk? Definitely not the jerk and I wouldn't stand for it. They're clearly trying to bully you into, if anything like this comes up in the future, giving up your earned rewards to them for just being your boss. This next story is, am I the jerk for announcing to my sexist stepfather that I'll not be sharing my college funds with my stepbrother? I, 18-year-old female, found out a couple of months ago that I got into my dream school early decision that happens to be an Ivy League. I was overjoyed, and my parents were happy for me too. We're not too well off, but my grandma saved up money for her only granddaughters, me, college fund, which is more than enough to fund my tuition. Now, I have a stepbrother, Damon, 19-year-old male. He took a gap year, not really, and he's going to college too, but he's going to a college less costlier than mine. Honestly, he's only going to attend college because of his dad's incessant nagging. So recently my parents, moreover my stepdad, is bugging me about sharing my college funds with Damon. I don't want to or else I'll have debt after graduation and it'll shatter all my financial planning after college. Last night at dinner was my breaking point when stepdad asked again. I said no, then he said to my mom, well anyways, OP's a girl, why waste that much money on her college? I completely lost it, I yelled out, you know what, I've had enough. First of all, it isn't even your money to decide what the freak to do with it, it's the money my grandma left for my college tuition. Besides, my gender doesn't define my intelligence, I got into college name, didn't I? Then Damon said I needed to accept that he's smarter with a grin. Now here's where I may have been the jerk. I said, at least I have plans and ambitions unlike Damon, who told everyone he took a gap year when he actually failed. True. Stepdad and Damon stormed off and my mom called me the jerk. So Reddit, am I the jerk? The Damon comment might have been a little out of pocket, might have been unnecessary, but I think the overall general sentiment is very true. And personally, I wouldn't be able to call OP the jerk, don't you guys agree? This next story is, am I the jerk for not telling my friends about a heart condition I have? To start with a bit of background, I regularly attend the gym with a few of my friends. We go about three to four times a week together. I also have a heart condition and I'm advised not to take any stimulants like caffeine. I don't really like telling people I have a condition and this is what caused the problem. A week ago, I was feeling slightly sick. So I told my friends I was staying home and doing a small workout there. About an hour after I told them, I heard a ring at my door and three of my friends were there saying they were going to encourage me to go to the gym. I told them I appreciate it, but I won't be coming. I invited them inside anyway, and we were just chilling out for a bit. One of my friends said he would make us all some protein shakes before they... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Leave to go to the gym. He asked if I wanted one, and I agreed. A few minutes after drinking mine, I started to feel shaky. I wasn't sure what was going on. I told my friends my chest was feeling weird and they started to panic too. 25 minutes went by and I wasn't feeling any better. I was panicking now and my chest was feeling tight. Another one of my friends called an ambulance for me. When I arrived at the hospital, they asked me if I'd taken any substances including caffeine. I told them no when my friend piped up and said yes I had. I was confused so I asked him and he told me that he put some pre-workout in my protein shake to try and lift me up a bit and make me come to the gym with them. I was angry and I felt betrayed that he would do this behind my back without telling me. I told him I have a heart problem. At this point my other friends start to defend him and say that I should have told him. That there was no way for them to know I shouldn't take pre-workout. I had no serious problems from taking it and the doctor said I was all okay. I was still angry at my friend and the other friends for defending him. I said it wasn't cool he did it without telling me. My other friends continued to defend him saying he couldn't have known not to. I have received a few comments that were hurtful, calling me a baby for crying about it etc. I feel like I'm going crazy. Is it my fault for not telling them beforehand? Did I overreact? In a way, I can kind of see both sides because, you know, you just kind of assume that there's not going to be any issues but... You know what they say about assuming, it's actually very fitting here. In the end, they only asked OP if they wanted a protein shake, not pre-workout. So slipping anything into somebody's food or drink without them knowing? Especially in such a like shady way as far as saying, I just wanted to lift you up a bit and make you come to the gym with us. That definitely makes them the jerk. Our next story is, am I the jerk for denying my terminally ill mother-in-law after she disavowed my daughter? I'm a married Indian Muslim woman. My darling husband and I are both immigrants. He is Pakistani Muslim. We've been in this country for over 20 years. I'm unable to have children, but we adopted our darling daughter when she was almost two. She was my darling husband's goddaughter. Her bio parents passed away unexpectedly. When we initially adopted our darling daughter, we faced backlash from my husband's family. My mother-in-law hated the idea of us taking in a stranger's child even though we were very close with her parents. We were told multiple times that she wouldn't be welcomed or accepted by that side of the family because of her background and who her parents were. They were Cuban slash white Catholics. This wasn't the first time my mother-in-law had given us grief. She didn't approve of our marriage because I came from a poorer family and therefore below her son. We obliged my mother-in-law and permanently distanced ourselves from anyone who criticized our decision. Our daughter's skin color and origin has no bearing on our love for her. After cutting off my mother-in-law and most of my husband's family, we struggled without their support. We had almost no contact with them except for my mother-in-law's passive-aggressive voicemails and letters, all of which completely pretended we didn't have a child. 
One of them informed us of her cancer and asked my husband to come see her. He called her back and said no, he would only be coming when his family was invited. Our daughter has grown to be an intelligent, well-rounded, and compassionate young woman. We could not be more proud. She struggles with OCD and anxiety, but has overcome many obstacles which previously seemed insurmountable. She's 18 and more independent. She lives with us, but attends nursing school and is working to save up for a car. The rejection from my husband's family still hurts her to think about. We've just been told that my mother-in-law doesn't have much time left. She's extended an invitation to make up and mend bridges. She even invited our daughter. My husband and I declined and are being told we're terrible people for letting an old woman die without the chance to see her son and grandchild. I responded that she never recognized our daughter as her grandchild and that this is her own doing. Our daughter has expressed that she has no interest in meeting or seeing my mother-in-law. My husband shares that same sentiment and believes this is just a way for his mother to see him one last time. My mother-in-law somehow found our daughter's Facebook and left a post on her wall, calling her a whole slew of names and saying that she was the reason the family split up. I responded by saying that no one cared if she passed from her cancer and that the day she did would be a blessing for all that knew her. I do feel some regret, but I draw the line at hurting my daughter. My husband spoke to his mother privately and also expressed his disgust by her actions and said she'd only ever been a mother to him when it benefits him. Am I the jerk for denying her requests and defending my family? Definitely not the jerk. I mean, it's a little harsh for what OP said. But honestly, she started it by going to that Facebook and leaving these horrendous comments on her way out. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to include my family on a trip? When I was 15 or 16, my sister was invited to a medical study for a disability she has. As a part of this study, her and my parents traveled to DC three times over the course of a year. The first time, I couldn't go with because my parents couldn't afford to buy me a ticket on top of what the study was funding. They found out when they were there that they would have totally funded my ticket. So when the second trip was lining up with the week of my 16th birthday, I was super excited because I thought I could finally see DC. I wasn't able to afford my school's 8th grade trip. So the idea of a sweet 16 in DC was the best thing in the world to me, especially as a kid who was really interested in politics. My parents didn't allow me to go on this trip because the week we would have been there would have conflicted with my first day of school. I have an early September birthday. I was completely devastated because not only were my DC dreams crushed, but I was also going to be alone for my 16th birthday. My best friend's parents ended up letting me stay with them for the week so that we could do something special for my birthday. I don't even remember why I couldn't go on the third trip, probably something to do with school as well. They had a lot of time to sightsee and have fun and it was a bummer to miss out on that with my family. I'm now 30 and I'm about to see DC for the first time as I'm interviewing for a job. It's the ideal job because it's half remote and half on site, and I'd be able to split my time between DC and New York City. My interview's on Tuesday, but I'm flying in tomorrow to have some extra days to really see everything I want to see, and also just to give myself time to relax before a high-stakes interview. I'm funding this extra trip with some inheritance money I received late last year. When my parents found out about the trip, they asked if I could use some of that inheritance to fly them out so we could finally do a family trip together. They said they could show me some of the places they know and what became their favorite parts of DC on their trips. While I do have enough money to cover it, I don't particularly want to. 
I want this to be my own special trip where I'm doing what I want to do and seeing what I want to see. I also want the time that weekend to relax and not have to go on a tour of all the places my family went to without me. I understand it's petty and that it's been a long time since all of that, but it still sort of hurts to think about even though it's not a huge deal in the grand scheme of things. I told them no and they're making it out to seem like I'm rejecting them and acting in revenge for the past trips, which is actually not true. It has way more to do with the stress of the interview and wanting to protect my peace than it does for any idea of revenge. I feel fine in my decision, but my family called me a spiteful jerk, so I'm asking here as a reality check for myself. I mean, although OP's trying to label this as maybe even being petty, I don't think it's even petty because you don't have to spend your money. Like, it would be nice probably for everybody to hang out, but like, if OP wants to have a solo vacation and also save their money, they have every right to do that and they shouldn't be shamed or feel bad for it. Our next story is, am I the jerk for accidentally cursing in front of my pastor brother-in-law? My 27-year-old female, husband, 32-year-old male, and I had his older brother, his wife and his five kids over for dinner this weekend. Crap hit the fan and I wanted some outside opinions about this. So my brother-in-law is a pastor at a pretty popular church in our city. Now both myself and my husband are not very religious people by any means. We both work in the medical field, he's a cardiologist and I'm a nurse, so we've always had more scientific views on things. His side of the family is very religious though so we always keep our views to ourselves to be respectful and go along with their religious things they do, I guess. For example, praying before eating. Now, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, one thing that they don't condone is cursing, which I'm aware of and respect when they're around. My husband and I recently bought a new house, and my brother-in-law and sister-in-law have been bugging us to see it. We are pretty low contact with them, as they're pretty over the top with their religious views and shame us for not having the same views. But we thought, why not, so we can see our nieces and nephews. This past weekend, both my husband and I had off work, so we planned a dinner with them and their kids. Everyone's at the table. Sister-in-law, my husband and I are in the kitchen bringing the food over. I'm pulling one of the dishes I made out of the oven. I accidentally lose my grip and my hand hits the burning hot pan. My first reaction is yelling, OUCH! You know the rest. My sister-in-law gasps. Husband comes running over asking if I'm okay and that I should have let him take that out. I grab some ice and head over to the table. Brother-in-law, who's sitting at the head of the table, is sitting there silently kind of shaking his head. Not even a, you alright? Or anything. First thing he says to me is, that cursing was very offensive to my family and I know you know we don't condone that. Are you going to apologize to me? I'm kind of sitting there in shock for a moment when my husband comes to my defense and starts explaining to brother-in-law it wasn't intentional, it was an in-the-moment reaction. He starts going off about how that's unacceptable, and a person of his rank doesn't condone or want to be in the presence of vile words like that. So I say back to him, I'm sorry brother-in-law, maybe if you weren't acting so holier than thou, and got up and helped us in the kitchen, I wouldn't have cursed. And my hand's fine by the way, thanks for asking. They left shortly after dinner, and ever since then, my husband's side of the family has been bombarding us with texts about how we embarrassed brother-in-law and sister-in-law, sending us quotes from the Bible, articles about why cursing is unholy, etc., etc. Husband and I have honestly been getting a good laugh out of this and think that everyone's overreacting. 
I kind of feel bad though for my nieces and nephews and feel like maybe I should have bitten my tongue, but I don't know. Am I the jerk? Definitely not the jerk, and let's be real, like, even if they despise it, I'm sure that in moments like that, they may very well let a word like that slip out too. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not wanting to drive a disabled coworker home? Throw away, because I know some of my coworkers are Redditors. I'm not quite sure if I'm the jerk here, but I'm thinking I may be. I, 21-year-old female, am currently working at a small retail store. In the middle of January, my manager, 35-year-old female, took on a volunteer, Frank, 46-year-old male, who has to work as part of a program to help him with navigating the workforce with his disabilities. According to my manager, he's autistic and needs a higher amount of support than some other people with that disability, such as myself. Frank's mother drives him to and from the store, and he volunteers for an hour to an hour and a half a day, two to four days a week. We rarely interact as he's always out front, and I'm always in the back. Last week, he finished his program and my boss hired him Monday. The issue occurred the same day with his mother being unable to come get him. She wouldn't be able to come back to the store until around 30 minutes or so after we closed. Frank's younger brother was home, but without a car, and their house wasn't close enough for someone to walk with Frank and then back to the store, my manager had Frank sit in the office until closing and I assumed that other arrangements had been made, but after we clocked out, she asked who would be willing to drive Frank home. My coworkers suddenly kicked off a game of not it, and I was left standing there confused with everyone looking at me. I'm never quick enough to pick up on when or if we're doing not it, though I didn't find this to be an appropriate situation for that anyway. I managed to lie on the spot, saying I had prior obligations and that I wouldn't have enough time to drive in the opposite direction to take Frank home. I was honestly just not comfortable with being held responsible for getting someone else home and not comfortable with having someone who is practically a stranger in my car. I have trouble looking after myself, and I'm not at all well equipped to look after others whose needs are higher than my own. I ended up telling a trusted coworker the truth Tuesday And apparently he told my manager who sat me down yesterday morning and said she was very disappointed in me for not wanting to help Frank and that that's not what we're about here. She says she expects me to step up the next time there's an issue and that there could be consequences if she catches me in a lie like this again. I tried to explain to her why I wasn't comfortable taking him home, but she told me that it's no excuse for, in her words, abandoning and discriminating against a coworker in need. I genuinely don't know if I'm the jerk, but I feel upset. So I think OP is very clearly not the jerk and I don't understand what consequences they could have for refusing to drive a coworker home regardless of circumstance. It's not OP's responsibility and in no way should they be forced to feel so. You can't enforce or discipline somebody for not driving another person home. I mean, do you guys agree with me that everybody here seems so, like, crazy to be in agreement that this is just how it is? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.